it's really nice to see at least a few faces in church. It's more, it's nice at least that somebody is uh, with me. But I know so many more people are watching me online. And I believe that every hungry person will be fed. The thirsty will will you will receive according to your needs today and today the sermon I will divide into two parts um, I don't want to rush and um, just push everything in, into into something quick so the first uh, Bible passage we're gonna read it's it's uh, Proverbs So the verse I didn't catch, I'm sorry. But it says, protect your heart with all your strength because this is this is uh, where the the life, the, the source of, li is of life is coming from your heart. And stay away from all kinds of evil thoughts, evil talk. It's in Proverbs. And this passage is very basically it's one of the basics that we should always remember and use and practice in our lives. And because that shows us that the source of life is in us, is inside of us. It's not coming from outer from outside, from outside sources. So it's, it shows us that whatever is happening in your soul, in your mind, that's how you're going to feel. We shouldn't pay too much attention on, um, on circumstances in life, whether it's a disease, coronavirus, circumstances. Do not concentrate on these things that are added, but it encourages us to look what is happening inside of our hearts, not in your pastor's heart, your husband's heart, your wife's, but your own heart. We have to carefully like, protect our hearts and It's um, carefully analyze your reactions, your uh, perceptions, because from your heart comes, it's, it comes death and life, um, whatever you, however you um, 
allow yourself to think and react. For example, when we go through this lockdown, these circumstances, maybe today you're the one who don't have a job, who lost your job, maybe you have lack of money. Uh, the Bible is teaching us how to behave in this situation. Is look into your heart. What is going on there? And there you will find the liberation and the source of life, the source of of life, basically. And it's very easy to concentrate on what's going on around us. And and get lost, get confused, get carried away easily. So many teachings, information we have in this time. And it's very easy to be deceived in this time. But that's why I want to encourage you uh, to get away from from all these sources of information, from TV, computers, phones, from these voices that talk to you every day, and just to at least spend a, a day, a half a day without it, um, and and spend time with in the Word of God with God. And today I'm gonna talk. <clears throat> I'm gonna talk So my my sermon will be about difficulties and victories, but and and see what's happening in our heart. And what mistakes could we do? What dangers are there? So this Sunday, I'm going to talk about uh, when we have some struggle, difficulties in life, and what mistakes uh, we do in reaction to them. And next Sunday, we're going to talk in, about victories in our lives and how we should react to them and what to avoid the, some kind of points that could bring, uh, like dangerous points that we should avoid. And you have to be alert and always ask God's help so that you stay like this. Alertness and awareness of your the, the state of your heart and talking about difficulties, I haven't found a better example like Job. In the Bible, we could take also take David, King David, but I think Job is one of the most suitable examples talking about this topic. 
before going to these classical mistakes, um, I want to remind you about our purpose as Christians. And when you look into your heart, we also have to remember what is your calling, what is your purpose, is to look beyond this this world, is to look above. As Paul says, I have a, a goal, I have a purpose, and I'm running towards it. I'm, I have a, I have a goal in heaven. And you lift your eyes above this world, the things of this world. And if you, if you um, realize that your goals are only earthly, ask God to open your eyes, to concentrate, to put your um, eyes upon the goal in heaven. Our purpose is to know God, to remain faithful, to keep strong faith, become rich in God's uh, in at with God's riches. So we have a goal before us, and we also analyze and see what's happening in our hearts about it. We're going to open the book of Job. And when um, difficulties come, they come into all of our lives from time to time. And I don't think it's possible that there are, that there is a person who doesn't experience anything, any difficulties. And I thought in my life that it is possible to receive to get into the state where you don't have any struggles anymore. That everything is always working fine for you and. You don't have any challenges. But later on, I thought, no. There will be something you have to, um, you have to conquer. You have to, you have to fight. You have to go through in life. So it's worth to, to go through that and form your character and remain faith in God. And the first thing that I noticed, like a mistake, how people behave when they uh, get into troubles or struggles, I noticed it in my character, observing other people. So the first thing people do, 
is they try to find the the one person or a group of people to blame for something wrong happening, for injustices. It only leads us into more more sorrow when we try to to blame somebody to to because we as people naturally are seeking justice seeking to explain everything um yeah so i want to read job but look at the story in a new perspective, new eyes. As as you remember, in Job's story, his wife comes and and says, "It's God who did that to you. It's God's fault, basically. Just curse, curse him and die." And then after wife, uh, his friends come, and they all have their own opinion that. They all have their own um, advice. Mm, so, as you remember, he lost his his children, his his wealth, um, all kinds of possible troubles fall, fell in onto him, and one of one of his friends told him I haven't seen a righteous person that would suffer so much there must be something terrible that you have done in your life he was like his attitude was he's saying that that in order for such bad things to happen, a person must have done something terrible and God is punishing them. And he was trying to blame, maybe find some uh, something to something in Job's life to blame him for. And So basically, Job said, "No, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm righteous." And these friends, uh, they were trying to make him basically repent and acknowledge that he did something bad. He sinned. But so they used all kinds of me um, ways how to basically get out Job's confession that they expected him to open up and say yes, I did something bad. But uh, when you blame somebody, when you come and approach a person with blame, you will never 
it will never result in repentance, in apology, in, in acknowledgement of your sin. So people tend to blame others as well as themselves, as sometimes blaming God. And let's say husband and wife, they, um, for example, if they're believers, Christians, they have an argument and they debate, uh, they search how to blame each other. And they search for smallest of ways how to find uh, guilt in each other, remembering events that happened long time ago. And when you It's also very good when, for example, God sends certain people to stop us in time. As they might say, we imagine if you say something silly and then other person is saying, is saying you're talking nonsense basically. So it's like a quick reminder before we go too far, because before we cause too much damage. And another thing, another bad habit or mistake So the first uh, aspect is when we search who to blame for for something bad that happened. And the second aspect um, is when we try to search for answers, basically asking why this happened and then going too far in our analyzing, digging deeper, analyzing why this happened, why something happened. And then we come to crazy ideas, uh, which might be wrong. Um, people come up with strange ideas. Uh, he put all the concentration, all the attention to yourself, saying, maybe I did this wrong, maybe it's some kind of curse, maybe it's some kind of... Basically, your imagination goes wild when you try to find all the possible 
uh, options of of uh, why th something happened. Imagine in this situation, Job Job uh, was was uh, surrounded by his friends. Let's say that we have a family in our church and there has been a divorce. And then imagine uh, a person is really sad, struck, uh, that's um, basically disappointed. And then he, brothers and sisters from church come and, and starts to analyze why this happened. They say, let's analyze what you did wrong or what the other person did wrong. I don't think that would bring great results and fruit. It's a uh, Uh, nobody is actually allowing us to put ourselves in that position where where we have we have the right to judge to analyze to put ourselves in that position that we are we allow ourselves to judge God didn't give us this authority, this permission to judge. And um, so basically, remember, maybe it reminds you one of your meetings when you are in a home group when you're praying for somebody. But instead of praying, instead instead of just being there for the person, you start to give your your understanding, your opinion, what others should have done, what mistakes they made, and basically giving all the um, detailed analysis of why you think something happened in their lives. Um, so do not analyze. Do not try to put yourself in this position where you think you know all the answers. Sometimes we don't really have to ask why. First, we have to heal our hearts. We need the one who heals our hearts, who who can really give peace and comfort and heal our hearts. Those who are in the counseling, I encourage you to stop giving um, uh, 
basically giving all these advice, attacking a person with all your advices on what he should do, what he should have done. If you're not careful, you can even open the door for the enemy to even have more, do even more things, to do more bad damage in people's lives. So do not be very quick to find all the roots. God will reveal the roots, the causes in his perfect time. And do not try to always blame, find, uh, basically put blame on somebody, on yourself. It's about where you put your your side, where you concentrate. If you look in yourself, your sorrow and de desperation grows and grows when you only are stuck inside of yourself, inside of your thoughts, your mind, your heart. All kinds of doubts, fears grow. Remember when when Peter was walking on water and he was walking and then at the moment at certain time he doubted he started to put concentrate on the waves and then he saw, started sinking drowning but put your sides Direct your eyes to God. Direct your eyes to Jesus. Look at Him. Job, in the end, um, in four, chapter 42, verse 6, I will ask my husband Aris to read as I still haven't got my reading glasses. Now it's a lockdown, so that's why I can't get a prescription for our glasses. So 42 from verse to six. Job 42 from verse one to six. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise, I despise myself 
and repent in dust and ashes. Thank, uh, thank you. That is and so, if we look again at this passage, Job acknowledges that he has spoken many things. He does not understand. But now I see, I understand that the most important thing after all this situation and he sees God with new eyes. He sees, I see you now. He says, now my eyes have seen you. And the first thing Job has done, he worshipped God. He gave glory to God. He uh, comes to this position in his heart where he understands that you cannot, you cannot question God. He says, who am I to question you, God? I cannot really put myself higher than God trying to explain God what he should do. So, He says, God, you are God. You know what you're doing. You understand what you're doing. And I don't understand. Your, I don't understand. But you know your ways, God. And you know why this is happening. So he ra would rather choose to worship God while he doesn't understand but he still chose to worship God so what's happening in your heart inside of you rather than what's happening around you, your circumstances remember as well like David sinned and David sinned David sinned he had a child that came through sinful way um, when David killed the uh, woman's husband order to kill but God said no the child will have to die and David chose to humble down and worship God. He didn't blame God. He didn't start to question God. Why this happened? Why he couldn't save? 
but he chose to say in his heart, you are God, you are God. And then that peace comes, the real peace comes into your heart when you really let go of all of your own understanding and acknowledge that God is in control, God knows. And if a person has pride, he cannot worship God. Sometimes you can only speak with your mouth, say these words that God is great, that God is in control, and that, like the Bible says, they only worship me with their lips, with their mouth. But when the person truly worships God is when you humble down and you acknowledge that God is higher. God is, he is Lord, basically. You do not question God. You do not tell God what he should do. And whether it's uh, your own mistakes, somebody else's mistakes, some kind of God gave us promise that everything will turn out for good. All of Bible translations clearly say everything. So everything that's happening in your life, God promises that everything will work for good for those who trust and believe in Him. Say wherever you are, everything, everything, he, he will make work to work out for good in your life. It is His promise. It is in His word. Only if you trust in Him. This is not my word. This is not my emotions. This is God's promise, His word. Why should we be afraid and why should we be uh, scared or, f or afraid if He, if He promises? And our goal, our, our desire, prayer should be that God teach me to trust you 100%. Um, a few days ago, I woke up in the morning to take my son Timothy to school. And I quickly grabbed my purse 
but that I didn't find it, so I thought my purse should be in the car. So, but I thought, I don't know, maybe it wasn't in the car, so I thought it must be somewhere. So we came to the school, to the gate, and there was a teacher, and she she said, we have found, somebody has found your purse and your wallet in Sainsbury's. I was like surprised. I said, wow, thank you so much. And all the way back home, I was crying out of joy as I realized that things were being sorted out while I still did. I didn't even know. And God was was already doing His work. I was sleeping in peace. I didn't even have at least one worry. Uh, I came to school and then somebody approached me. the Sainsbury's that was just across the road from school. That was very... Basically, the story taught me that we shouldn't even have any worry about things. This is not God's purpose, God's will for people to keep worrying and worrying about things and end up with some mental diseases. But our state of heart, state of mind should be that we always trust in God as He is working. Even when we don't realize, like in the story, even when we are not aware of it. God is working. He's doing His thing. He's doing His work. So that everything works out for good. Which one of you have these situations in your life that think that they're unsolved? You cannot solve them. And many of you remember yourself in life when you you see a problem, you see an obstacle before you, and you create millions of uh, variations, solutions possible, and then you think, if I make this step, then you see 100 uh, possible outcomes, and it's like you create some plans in your minds. God is not calling us for such trouble. Basically, it's just the burden that we put on ourselves. God is not calling us into this. We only have to look into our hearts. God wants our hearts to be healthy, to be trusting Him. 
Whatever happening, whatever the circumstances in life, take them, see them as a way how you can keep going and reaching your the goal that's God's purpose, God's calling for your life. See things as ways how you can become closer to God, come to Him. Also, if you found yourself, keep worrying, keep analyzing, keep searching for blame. Humble down and repent before God. If God is revealing, God will reveal what you're doing wrong and which steps you need to take in certain situations and difficulties in life. Also bless people. Uh, bless those who cause you difficulty. We are called to bless. We are called to forgive. Maybe somebody, you maybe you did something wrong yesterday, but today, God wants you to simply humble down and grow and be free. So, next Sunday, we're going to talk about victory, but now we're going to finish here and pray. Thank you, God. Thank you that here with us when we face some uncertainties we feel scared we don't know what's happening what will happen in the future please remind us God remind us God that best thing we have to do is uh, look towards you look in look unto you Look to you and calm down, trust you. Please cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our hearts from all judging. When we were trying to control, please bless those who Bless people in our lives that we think they cause us some trouble. Help us to concentrate on you. 
and glorify you in all circumstances and fully trust you. God, please root us out of the pattern of this world where the behavior pattern where we try to maybe judge, blame, control, analyze too much, but make us these faithful servants trusting you that you do things everything works out for good make our hearts attached to you see you in, with new eyes see that hand you reached out your help, your guidance, your love. Thank you, God, that you're holding our hearts in your hands and you visit everyone. And non-lockdown, no lockdown can stop the church, can stop Christians who seek your face, who have faith that no circumstances will stop them, like Paul, who was in prison, and he still continued doing his calling. I, I, declare, I claim, I declare that peace, joy, and love in, to you, to your house, to your household, to your families.